0: Like, every time somebody walks away from the screen, I'm just like, Bye, Felicia.
1: A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for
0: Superhero Slate.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news.
0: We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this is a super special spoiler cast for Daredevil Season 2. Whoa, yeah!
1: Yes, so, as always, there are spoilers in this, so don't be surprised if we tell you what happens.
0: Exactly. We're, we're going to be talking about everything... We we've given uh we've given listeners a good a good solid week to catch up on the show. I believe you definitely needed that too, Chris. I did. uh, So um, I
1: finished episode thirteen at eleven fifty a.m. and we started recording at twelve. So (laughs) so in context, I I was down to the ten
0: minutes ten minutes fresh. Yeah, that'll be kind of good. Um, Like I've had about five days to sit on it. And you, like, just got out of the experience, so that'll be kind of uh, cool. You'll have some fresher things in your brain, so that'll be good.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a, a, the longest I've taken to watch one of these Marvel Netflix shows. And uh-huh. I, I think, I you know, we'll talk about it later, but why I kind of maybe think that's beneficial um, in the long run for me uh-huh. uh, to do that. So, but... um. You know, I also want to set some expectations. We're going to talk about them episode by episode. Uh, we're oh, going to talk no. about that, the series as a general.
0: Yeah, that'd be too much.
1: <laughs> and uh, so if, you ha- if you've if you seen only half the show, we will probably talk about things that happened in the other half. So don't... Mm-hmm. Come back when you're done. We'll still be here. We're not going anywhere. This podcast will sit there until you're ready.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're waiting it, on you. It, no expiration date on these.
1: Yes. So I'm ready. You ready?
0: Yeah, I'm ready. Let's get into it.
1: All right. This is fresh in my mind. So um, first, initial reactions... I love Daredevil season two. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I kind of hold it above Jessica Jones, and everyone knows I love Jessica Jones more than the oh, season. Oh yeah,
0: that's what I was kind of. I was kind of waiting to hear just because um, no. we, we we didn't necessarily clash. I would say, but you were kind of the Jessica Jones side of things, and I was the Daredevil side of things, and you've like come back over to my side now.
1: Well, I would. I wouldn't say it was. It, it's, that's not as cut and dry. I think the first <laughs> season of Daredevil is very episodic, and that's kind of where I thought Jessica Jones benefited from it, being a 13-hour movie, mm-hmm. uh, so speak. And I think they combined those two in the best possible fashion for Daredevil Season 2. Because every show, every episode ended on a cliffhanger. Like, they left you coming back for more this time around. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those picked up right where it left off, but it didn't feel at, like... it. It wasn't just over one day like uh, Jessica Jones was, like a Mm. long weekend. If this one felt like it took several weeks or months even to get to Mm. where we were.
0: Yeah, I believe towards the end of the the series or the end of the season, there was like snow and it was uh, Christmas time. Yeah, and whenever, Christmas. Yeah. And whenever they add in like holidays or snow or like weather changes to a show, I'm just like, okay, how long did this take? I couldn't really think of if they mentioned any other dates or times at the beginning of the show, but I, I assume if they're showing a season change, this kind of this kind of did take place over a decent well, chunk of time.
1: At the, at the beginning, they mentioned how hot it was in the law office because oh, they didn't yeah, have the air right. conditioning, so it mm-hmm. was in the middle. of the summer yeah. when it started and it took about six months to get to the end of the show um depending on the time jump there at the end mm-hmm. but i think i think you know coming at the best christmas present in the world is finding out who daredevil is <laughs> uh, uh, that was that was a good way and i i really i i think something i really enjoyed about this story of this is it, it didn't it was much more diverse in the first season um Meaning like we had the hand ninjas. I mean, it all came back to the hand ninjas, uh-huh. but there were different paths we were going down. Like the Frank Castle route was one version. And and then the, the ninjas and uh, Electra and all that fun stuff, which kind of brings me to the point that all these extra characters in this show made it feel that much more alive. Yeah. And kept my attention that much longer.
0: Yeah, there's a really interesting point in this season, which is something that almost made it feel like a mid season finale. Just the way they structured out the story, I believe it's the end of episode four. It's like you're you're watching Daredevil and it you're you're getting into the groove of ben binge watching. You know you're gonna be digesting like thirteen hours of this show over in just a couple of days. And then at the end of episode four it gets kind of it gets kind of interesting because they totally wrap up the Punisher plot, and then at the very tagline of yeah. the end of the episode, is revealed. So then yes. you're really curious, like, oh, what's happening here? Like, there's no way we only get four episodes of the Punisher. We never even saw him in his in his uh, iconic Punisher garb, if you will. So Electra pops up, and then like it's really curious. So I would imagine if anybody out there has any sort of um, uh, patience to watch it week by week. <laughs> like, I don't know how anyone could even manage that because the show's so good. Um, it would be kind of interesting going from episode four and like waiting a week if this was a typical TV show platform and then uh, waiting to see what's going to happen. But, yeah, it was really cool how they they weaved the Punisher basically through the season where he kind of wasn't necessarily a threat anymore. He was just basically standing trial, and it was up to the, the lawyers um, to basically help him. I thought that was really cool. Um, but... Um, there, there is there is one thing, and I, I don't I don't know no I'll, I'll save it because I don't have very many negative things to say about this. But one negative thing is in that area. But I think I'll save it when we both start talking about that. But overall, yeah, this season was great. It gave me more of. Of season one, which is what I wanted I was a big fan of season one So it, it, it felt like I was just right back Into that world that I loved Um, like it starts off with Matt Murdock, uh, right, uh, right away Into his, uh, new Daredevil costume Which is mm-hmm. great, uh, even though Like, I really, really liked His old, like, uh handmade ninja costume i I, like i actually had no problem when i rewatched season one like i wasn't like just just waiting for him to get the costume i was like come on get the costume already i was just like you know what it is it's really cool because they build the show in such a way that it doesn't really matter like what costume he's in he's kicking ass no matter what um so yeah season season two is great
1: yeah totally it's it I it, it I would probably give it the same score I would give if I was to score them the same as I would give Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. um, but but maybe maybe just a point like a point one higher mm-hmm. I think um and I think it comes down to that, like. The action scenes in Daredevil, like something you really enjoyed, that Daredevil season one was an action series, and mm-hmm. um, Jessica Jones wasn't, but they, they took the action to a new level in this show. Uh, around because of all the ninjas and, and Elektra and Stick, Stick got more screen time, which was fantastic. I really mm-hmm. loved to see him. He, I, I, I was texting earlier that I really enjoy Stick as a whole because you know he's just devil may care attitude. So did you see the new quote-unquote hallway fight scene in this one?
0: Yes, I did. And I was actually kind of on the lookout for it because we were kind of told ahead of time that we were going to be getting something uh, like that again. So yeah, my my eagle eye was anticipating it for sure.
1: So I'm going to have to say I'm not as impressed with this one as I was the last one.
0: Okay, so I think think we're on the same page then.
1: Because mostly I, I saw the editing tricks more this time. Um, yeah it was very blatant
0: it wasn't one big cut yeah and i was surprised they went that way honestly just because the that was the biggest gem that was shouted across the lands in season one was you gotta see this no cut hallway fight it's intense it's brutal just imagine the amount of choreography it took like oh it's amazing it's so good and so everybody knew about it. So and they specifically wanted people to know that it was one cut. So people went back and watched it. Well, I think just that section was uploaded to YouTube over and over. Well,
1: again. I, have to, I have to be that that actually isn't one cut on the first one. They never said it that. isn't. No, they, oh, they never well, said it,
0: that. I'm. It looks exactly like yeah. it. So whether whether it is or isn't technically, it looks like one. It, it, exactly. I, I, they they did a I guess better it, job I guess, hiding it. Yeah, I guess long shot. I guess is what they're saying. Um, but either way um in this in this one it is cool because daredevil has that awesome like chain whip and that was so rad Whose yes. ever idea that was to have that chain attached to him and him fighting i was totally on board that was that was uh super super sick so i was watching that the whole time super enjoying it but yeah they they, they didn't as eloquently hide the cuts yeah and and I kind of knew this was going to happen. When we were when we were talking about Darede- Daredevil. Is like I was like, okay, we, we try our best to kind of bury the lead with each other over the over the weeks before we record these because we kind of like going into these spoiler casts, kind of not knowing how we feel because it makes it a little bit more fun for us. But I knew that this was going to be overall <laughs> positive for us. So when it comes to any sort of negatives to this, it's going to be kind of nitpicking. But yeah, uh, it, it does kind of seem like a nitpick. But yeah, it just didn't. Doesn't seem well, as special.
1: I think I think in in the scheme of the whole show, that fight is. I mean, it's good. It's cool. It's innovative. I'll give him that. Um, mm-hmm. But whenever you come to the end, when he's fighting the ninjas more and more, and Elektra mm-hmm. and Nobu again, that was much. I think that was handled much better than fights in the first season. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that those that's, that to me that shines and feels more real than that scene did because of those obvious like oh he walked in front of the camera we're gonna cut here make it look like the next the movement still the same thing mm-hmm. um so that that's where i in you're right it's nitpicking it's not it didn't ruin the show for me i just uh i can't say that that is better than the first season on that yeah i, that I can
0: definitely i can definitely say i don't think they should try to mimic it again for season three yeah because i feel i feel like you know, it's just like, oh, okay, it, it's kind of cool. You, you did it because it was in season one. But, like, okay, I think we can kind of bury the idea. Just kind of maybe think of something new that you can, like, riff off of and everyone can be super excited about. But, yeah, it was, it was a cool scene overall. Like, it only took me a couple seconds to realize, okay, here it is. Here's that hallway scene. And then you kind of start analyzing it more. So it's not really a surprise. But um, that chain whip was super awesome. And not only was the scene cool... But it preceded that really intense scene on the roof with the Punisher, which I think is going to be one of the most iconic scenes um, in the show this season. Because I mean, it was I mean panel by it was nearly panel by panel from uh, the comics.
1: Right, and that's that's all in the first episode. That one that that fight was in the first episode alone, um, and carried. I guess it carried into the second one, or right? Was or am I, am I thinking of another one?
0: It's definitely within the the first four episodes. It's 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 you, really are, hard to remember since it's all a blur. <laughs>
1: are you are you talking about the one where he gets chained to the roof?
0: Exactly. Okay,
1: that yeah, that one's like I'm sorry, I was thinking the first one where he meets him for the first time and I'm like oh. they didn't pull any punches, they give you the Punisher and Daredevil fighting in the first episode.
0: Oh yeah, and I was I was definitely impressed uh with that notion. Just because I thought, like, the Punisher was going to be a build-up. We might get him in season three or four. And honestly, I, I wasn't really sure who was going to be the big bad guy. I knew the Hand and electra were going to pop up, but I wasn't sure how integral they were going to be to the story later we, on. So I was didn't, like, okay. We didn't have
1: a kingpin, so to speak, that was th- very blatantly
0: advertised to us. E- exactly. So, yeah, when they're fucking fighting on the roof just right away, and, like, Frank Castle is like, trading punches with them, I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Like, Frank... Will hold his own. He's basically like a hero. Like I mean, not like a hero. He's basically like a superpowered dude. So right. yeah, and that was awesome. Then he shoots him in the head, and it ends with bang. But, yeah, yeah. That all leads him to being chained on the roof, and like I, I really loved it when they were just talking back and forth and getting to know each other. And he was calling him Red. It's like I just yeah. like I just I just felt like I was in the comic book.
1: Yeah, it's really great the the banter between uh, them. Is, is all great, but I want to go back to the weapon. We talked about the chain whip, right? And I want to mm-hmm. mention two different sets of weapons that kind of showed up here. Daredevil finally got his billy club with the rope and grappling hook and all the special fun stuff there at the oh, end of the show. Oh,
0: yeah. And that was a fun nerd moment.
1: Courtesy of Melvin Potter, the, the a.k.a. Gladiator, the guy who made the outfit. Really mm.
0: had an expanded role in
1: this. Only showed up two or three times, but still... Being an integral part of Daredevil, kind of being his, you know, not weapons maker, but, like, he fixed his armor after he, it got cracked. Um, mm-hmm. He made or uh, Electra's outfit for her. And uh, that stick, that moment, he was just so, because he's like, I made it for you because you're doing the right thing.
0: It was, mm-hmm. it was really,
1: it was a touching moment in the midst of all this other uh, activity going on in the show.
0: Yeah, Melvin Potter is really the uh, Easter egg engineer. Every time we go to his shop, there's always something new there. Um, I don't remember if it was season one or season two, but uh, before we got on the show, we were talking about uh, the stilt legs, yeah, <laughs> which that, is
1: just—it's actually in season two, is in both seasons. You can um, there's a Marvel released a 360 video of his uh, workshop, mm-hmm. and they're in there in season two and season one.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm kind of like, because we know that he's supposed to be uh, the hero gladiator. And I'm c- curious if it's ever going to go beyond just Easter egg. You know, he he revealed a little bit of his own suit that he made for himself. I'm wondering if he's ever going to step out onto the streets and uh, fight side by side with Daredevil. I It's hard for me to imagine his character being super integral to season three in any way. Like I almost imagine maybe just one episode where Melvin's out there and like saves him with his like saw blades or something like that. Uh, but I, yeah, think, I, think, I think that's kind of, I think defenders,
1: I think he's oh. going to be he, Daredevil's going to need something more than a billy club to, to take on whatever they fight in the defenders.
0: Well, maybe. So I just kind of like how his, um, his kind of, uh, his identity is just kind of slowly being stretched out. It's fun. You know, every, every time we see Melvin, I'm always just on the lookout to see what's See what uh, Daredevil's gonna get next, but yeah, that Billy Club was awesome. I was really curious if he was ever gonna get it, just because um, I love the way the 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 cord and the grappling hook is drawn in the comic books. You know, usually it's always awesome panels where Daredevil's mid air and he's literally surrounded by uh, the cable, and it's just like it just looks like he's just within like a web, almost like he's kind of a Spider-Man s character. And he's, he swings around Hell's Kitchen almost like Spider-Man would. So uh, I'm always curious, like, I just don't think that's going to translate well to the show. But they, they gave us one moment where he swung from the Billy Club, and I think that was enough to go like, okay, he, he, can, he can use it to traverse, but we're not going to be getting it, like, as transitions mm-hmm. from him getting to one side of the city to the other.
1: Yeah, and, and, and it was really, like, I guess when you watch the show and he throws his, his old weapons and then he has to go pick him up, like, he, they really showed them picking him up every time he went and threw him. Yeah. And, like, like he's gonna just be that much more cooler this time around with, with that, whenever he eventually brings it to the Defenders in seasons beyond this, which I can almost guarantee there'll be more seasons. Like, that was so fantastic. I, I yeah. need to see more Daredevil.
0: Yeah, uh, and I, I believe when he was fighting Nobu at the very end, I think he was using the clubs as, like, nunchucks, and that was, that was super cool. I was just like... Okay, this show has nunchucks. It has ninjas. It has superheroes. It has like the Punisher with big guns. Uh, like this season just had everything I wanted. It did,
1: and that brings me to my next thing. Elektra's size. She kind of gained those organically, and that was really interesting um, mm-hmm. because she killed a, a guy. The Frenchman killed, pulled the size on her. She killed him with it, and then just kind of carried those the rest of the season since that kind of took place over the next day or two. Um, mm-hmm. and that was really cool to see her gain those naturally rather than just like, oh, I've always trained with these, or some quick explanation, you know, that she's always had
0: them. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's a really good transition where we can kind of talk, you know, about the new characters that we got this season. Um, you know, we got Electra and yep. Frank Castle, and man, they nailed, they nailed it. The whole time I'm watching this season, I'm thinking... Last season, I said, we are never going to get a better Daredevil than we're getting right now. I don't care if 10 years down the line, uh, this show is over and then it gets rebooted into a movie. We're never going to get a better Daredevil. And I'm looking at Elektra and I'm looking at the Punisher. I'm like, we're never getting a better Punisher than this. We're never getting a better Elektra than this. And that's just, that's good. That's just me saying their characters are so overwhelmingly amazing that I just can't imagine them being any better.
1: So for me, I thought John Bernthal just played himself mostly. I mean, I don't mean that as a bad thing, but like, <laughs> when, like in compared to his Walking Dead role, it felt very similar. But I don't mean that as a bad thing at all. Like because he was very like everyone had an arc in this in this in the series season. Uh, we look Ooh. at Matt Murdock. You know, uh, I mean, at one point he was willing to kill at one point to to solve this issue. Um, Electra, you know, came in as like, hey, I need your help, and then she's like, well, I want to kill everybody, but now. I'm going to save you kind of deal. That was great. Uh, but the way Frank Castle came in and his arc throughout the whole thing, like he didn't, he didn't need redemption. Uh, he, he didn't want redemption. He wanted to be the punisher and they let him do it. Like, uh-huh. and that's what I really like about him. Like he just, he came in killing people and then he's like, I did it. I'll do it again. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to become the good guy.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, I just liked it because he came in very, very strong with his own motivations. And he, like, he just didn't really care who got in the way. I mean, like, the devil of Hell's Kitchen is a big character in this universe. And when people come across him, it's a big deal. And he's just like, get the fuck out of my way. I got some people that I need to kill because they killed my family. You are literally just in my way right now. So I really liked that he just he just had his own story that he needed to follow through with. And we were kind of along for the ride whenever he ran into our characters. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And yeah, he did kind of seem a little bit like Shane from the walking dead, but I think that just means like the casting was just executed very, very well. Um, just watching him, his intensity just fit the role very, very well. You know, we've gotten a very, very mixed bag of Punishers in live action, so you're, so it's, it's definitely kind of strange to go like, oh, how is Frank Castle supposed to be, you know, live action, and this is, this is how he's supposed to be, like, like you get him mentally un, very mentally unstable, and then. I like how, as the season progresses, he he really kind of starts getting his shit together. Basically, you know, he he's not a hero at the very end, but he's definitely just getting over the death of his family. He's starting to realize that, like, he's the he's anti-hero
1: kind of, that they need. Yeah,
0: he's he's kind of at the end of the show. He's kind of closed that chapter. Um, you know, as much as he could have. So now he kind of has to think like, oh, what do I do now with my life? So I'm really curious what happens to the Punisher in the future. Like, is he going to pop up in season three of Daredevil? Is he going to pop up in the Defenders? I, even though I'm saying he's such an amazing character, it's really hard for me to imagine a 13 episode season just for the punisher I, I don't know what do you think do you think he could possibly hold down his own show
1: i i don't think so and i think that's that's true for all of these characters all of these characters in any netflix show work better as an ensemble and daredevil season two has proved that that it, it only got better the more they not, they didn't throw everything in there but they added one or two and that really made the show that much better mm-hmm. and because i mean in daredevil season one we lost steam at the end there like between 10 and uh between episodes 10 and 13 it kind of slowed down Before that big fight um, mm-hmm. And this one it didn't slow down at all Like there was nothing like no time was wasted As they bounced from character To character trying to tell the story Of how they evolve mm-hmm. So I don't think he could hold his own no But I, 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 I do enjoy him The only thing I felt his the last episode Kind of wasted like a, a send off Or like where he was going
0: Because yeah. he, he
1: did shoot the the ninjas for 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 Daredevil which was awesome I, I totally was rooting for him to come out of there, but I was hoping he was going to use that minigun and mow him down. Exactly.
0: And that's what I kept seeing too, because like, I don't, I don't necessarily know how iconic the minigun is to the Punisher. I think maybe just large guns are more iconic with them. But when he's in that shack and that, that camera lingers on that big ass gun, we think he's going to be using that big ass gun. So and, I was, and he, carried, yeah, I was, he carried it out of his house. When he was walking away
1: from his house. Like, he had it. You don't show us a minigun and not fire it.
0: Yeah. Like, you fire that minigun. So, it almost makes me think that maybe at one point he was supposed to use it. Because, honestly, that's what I was expecting, too. I was expecting a a large wall of ninjas to be bearing down on Daredevil. And he basically had no – he had no hope. And then just a mowing down of them. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that was originally in the script – or something, and then the creators decided maybe that's not exactly the the story we want to tell. So I, yeah, it was cool that he was there helping out Daredevil, but I was really hoping for going out with more of a bang. ass. So.
1: Well, I think I think if if anything is anything, we know Marvel listens to us, and they'll go forward and, and do that. <laughs> so that's that's the new characters. Let's talk about the recurring characters, which I thought were really great additions
0: as well. Um, oh, well, before we before we get into that, I want to okay. touch a little bit on on Electra. Um, oh yeah,
1: go. Oh sorry. Well, I mean, yeah, yes. Sorry, I don't mean to, to cut over Electra. She was really important for a lot of this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really loved how she came in and really stole, uh, basically uh, Matt's uh, Matt's mind. You know he he was already split up between his life as Daredevil and life as a lawyer, and he wasn't managing it very very well. But he was at least there. But then when you bring Electra into the mix, like everything just like just blows up. Um, I really enjoyed the flashbacks to when Matt was younger and he was dating Electra, just because Matt is a very no nonsense type of guy. You know he's you know he's out there to get the job done. You know to make sure he makes uh, money for his law firm to make sure he puts criminals down. He basically doesn't have any time for a love life um so i was always wondering like how did he ever fall in love with the lecture it doesn't really make any sense but when we got those flashbacks like it, it they made it really organic it didn't, it didn't feel like a forced relationship so and then, then they started fighting each other in the boxing ring and everything i was like okay this is actually working really really well for me so i love that they showed they showed their connection and then how it was severed so violently which um Definitely transcends through the whole season because it's a very, very heavy theme of uh, Daredevil and not killing people. Man. And that's basically what separated him and Elektra at the very beginning.
1: Right. And, and the thing about Elektra is, I guess, I mean, she was put there in Matt's life for a mission and it kind of, she fell for him instead. And mm-hmm. I think, I like how everything comes back to the chase and stick. Um, because I think that's go- that's going to be be very pertinent in Iron Fist, I believe. Um, uh-huh. but that there's a bigger thing to all this. Like Daredevil isn't just like someone who just decided to go do it, and then all of a sudden all these other things pop up. Like there have always been these larger uh, organizations moving, and Daredevil was trained to be a weapon of one of them, and that's kind of why he's caught up in all this. And same, same with Elektra. I really like her. I don't I don't buy her as Greek. I, I she seems more um, of an Asian descent than a Greek descent, especially the, yeah. the, the the younger version.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking too. But at the same time, I was just like, I don't think I know enough about the Greek culture to John at Stamos. all to be judging. St- I, St- that's all you need to know. I mean, the only thing I really know about Greek is, like, tzatziki sauce, and I really like that. And I'm really not trying to be offensive to Greek people. I was just like, I'm just very ignorant. I don't really know much about the culture. So I guess that kind of worked well on my end where I was just like, I guess she could be Greek. I don't really know. Like, maybe Greek um, is mixed with a lot of other cultures over there. But, yeah, I didn't necessarily buy either. It doesn't doesn't hinder the show by any means. Not at all. Not in any way.
1: Um, But I really like her. um, And I really like, again, she was great. I don't, I don't, there's hard to say. I mean, I saw her death coming a mile away and I saw her being put into the resurrection chamber a mile away um, Mm. because she is what they call the black sky, but they kind of really don't explain what the black sky can do that's special.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I think that's kind of going to go into uh, more of the broader story elements of the story where... I, I, I liked how we kind of start tiptoeing into the mythical fantasy realm of Marvel in this season of Daredevil. I, I'm talking about this a lot just because I'm really waiting for Doctor Strange to really fully launch us into it. But And I really like how Daredevil himself was not eager to believe it, just kind of like how the audience might not be because we haven't been introduced to that stuff in Marvel yet. And actually, it never comes up and it never really matters. I mean, the closest thing that we get to proving that kind of magic exists is Nobu just won't die, but it's never really very obvious. You know, we can kind of imagine someone being set on fire and burning could still be alive, but obviously, he should be charred a lot more. He should be like third-degree burns from head to toe. Nobu just kind of like his neck was fused yeah. to his chin. So you're kind of just like, well, okay. But, uh, they, but they, then
1: they delve into it in the hospital as well a little bit. Mm-hmm. The uh, yeah, the um, I guess the autopsy, the the emptied bodies that have been
0: resurrected. Yeah, but like there's no there's never really solid evidence. So you're always kind of a little skeptical because like we never saw the dead bodies like twitch a finger like that's I mean, that's mm-hmm. such a cliche thing to do. And I'm glad they didn't do it. But like, you know, where you linger away and like the finger wiggles or something like that. So we never got that. So the whole time you're wondering like, oh, is this real? Is Stick just really a crazy old man who's just fighting this this war that doesn't exist? And you you can kind of infer that there's definitely something there. Uh, and I kind of like that. We never really got proof, and Matt yeah. never really got proof it, himself.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that's another point. At the end, when Nobu falls off the roof and stands up, kind of like, "Oh, that didn't hurt. I'm gonna live." And then Stick mm. kills him ultimately. Like, yeah, yeah. like they didn't. It, it's alluded to, but not given blatantly. So yeah, mm. totally. Really, really, really enjoyed uh, that. And Electra. Elektra added a lot to the show. I think. I yeah. mean, I like Karen Page as a love interest, but I don't. I, th- I think Electra was more. Of the tragic uh, thing that had to happen
0: to Matt. Mm-hmm. So, so you wanted to talk about some of the recurring characters?
1: Yes. So, I did not. I mean, I knew Wilson Fisk was going to be in the show. I did not expect mm-hmm. him to last two episodes in the show. Oh yeah. Um, and to see that he, I it, it it hurt me to see that he was able to regain a lot of his power back in the prison. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that Daredevil responded to that later, saying, "You know, like my methods don't work. Like they're obviously not working." Yeah,
0: and that and that toys with the idea of like, oh, should I be killing these people? But I do like how the Kingpin is still very calculated. You know, mm-hmm. he can easily escape prison, you know, but um he's waiting for it because he wants to be a free man when he escapes prison. He wants to basically take the city in his fists for himself. So, yeah, I like that. You know, he's he's very calculating. But yeah, I thought maybe he took control of the prison a little too much Like I liked how he just kind of had one guard In his pocket but like He owned the entire staff Yeah. Like and i that's a little hard for me To believe that he had all of those guys On payroll like it's not hard for me To believe that he didn't have the money It's just like it's just hard for me to believe that every single person that works in that prison is crooked, you know, but I, I, I got over it just because like, well, Kingpin is still behind bars. He's not on the street. So we don't really have to be too concerned with him at this moment.
1: Yeah. So that was great to see him stick again, got more than just a flashback episode, which was really cool. Um, he, he carried off, uh, I think what four or five episodes he was in, uh, Mm um, which was really awesome to see. Um, a couple of cameos. We got, um, uh, jerry uh, hogarth from jessica jones hiring uh, mm-hmm. foggy at the end uh, that's gonna lead into something special i think uh, mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of who else uh was in there i can't think of off the top well we of my definitely
0: head. we definitely had other drops to to jessica jones you know her name was actually said by oh, that's uh, right foggy's girlfriend not girl ex-girlfriend lawyer friend yep uh so we had some of that um uh yeah I, I just like how they not I mean, I mean not...
1: foggy was really good this time around, but I think he was wasted mm. in the second half. Once the trial was kind of over, he just kind of meandered about um mm-hmm. in the second half. But Karen got a stronger story, I felt. Um although she was always the damsel in distress. Uh, yeah, I thought she was in then, like like the officer said she's in every shitstorm that hit New Yeah, York. and
0: that's that's one thing that I was about to say. It was a little too uh, coincidental that she was always in harm's harm's way but she was a very strong character so i was able to to look over that a little bit um but yeah i mean just kind of like jumping around right now because i'm just trying to think of all because so much happened in this season mm-hmm. like you said there was no lulls in it you got you got action and you got intrigue in every episode and one thing that pops into my head was you know we might have been a little let down by the uh hallway fight with the bikers but man they definitely made up for it in the prison uh, hallway oh, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When Punisher
1: John taking on the, uh, the uh, I guess, the, the inmates that he was locked in with.
0: Yeah, and it was really, it was, it was so crazy because I didn't know what was going to happen, and that was the best part of the scene. I was just like, oh, he's going to get his ass kicked. There's no way he can fight all of those people. And when you think about prisoners, you think about the toughest of the tough guys. So you're thinking like, oh, he's going to get creamed. He's locked in there. He's screwed. Um, you know, I was thinking about um, uh, Watchmen. Um, uh, what's, oh, what's, right, right, with uh, Rorschach. Rorschach, yeah. And I was thinking, well, you know, that was a little bit more of a um, fantastical type of show, like uh, of movie, so we could believe that Rorschach could like, fight all those people uh and then he had the backup show up later uh so i was thinking oh man there's oh he's screwed there's no way he's gonna fight all these people like oh they're probably gonna cut the camera just before he runs into that crowd and then we're (laughs) gonna come back later and see the aftermath and no he dove right in there and killed every single one of them and i thought that was just it was it was so visceral i mean it was it was intense. I didn't think he was going to do it, and he did it, and it made and it seemed logical. And then I was just waiting uh, to see what was going to happen afterwards, and they had to bring in all of those like super uh, decked-out right, um, right, security guards right with gear. the gear yeah. just to take on this one man. And I, I really liked it when we had moments to see that the Punisher really is a superhero. He might just be a human. Sorry, I keep saying superhero, superhuman, uh, superpowers. Um, yeah, it was just amazing. I just loved how they did it, and that, that scene was crazy intense and bloody, and he's an animal.
1: Yeah, there, there was a, I think that goes back to what I want to talk about here, um, kind of before we wrap it up. The look and feel of the show. I think uh-huh. the cinematography was done better this time around, with the fight scenes being choreographed much better, since there's more uh-huh. going on. But they didn't pull any punches on the blood, and the gore, and... Other things that kind of needed to happen. Like, uh, since I watched the last episodes recently, and they were shoving sticks up, uh, or, or popsicle stick-looking things up, sticks, fingernails.
0: Oh, yeah. That uh, was hard to watch.
1: Chopping people's veins to drain their blood, and, you know, bullets being ripped through people, stuff like that, and so on and so forth. Uh, they There was a wave of destruction on the city. Like, you, you could feel it. Uh, mm-hmm. That Hell's Kitchen was under fire from swords and bullets and it was sometimes i had to look away and that was really i applaud <laughs> them for going the full distance and not not pulling pulling back on on some of those scenes
0: yeah and i really like the the gravity of the situation when they uh when they found that big hole um mm-hmm. in the ground it just it just made things really intense that like oh things of this scale like that's i think it was the scale just shock of it It's just like wow even though it was really literally just a hole it was still really intense to see something that grandiose in usually a very small and compact story. So yeah, this yeah, like like we said, this looked and felt like the same or if not even better than season one and we love season one so they did a great job and plus this this show changed hands with showrunners yes Um, i'm sure that i'm sure the writer's room got a couple new people uh some other people probably found some other gigs so yeah they they found they were did a very good job being consistent and elevating it yeah
1: i think one thing i want to point out on the look of it is that they avoided neon lights a lot more than they did. The first season was a lot of neon, Um uh-huh. and they avoided that quite a bit. And um this time, it went darker, more shadows, more uh-huh. I get more ninja looking kind of kind of season. And, and I think what what really I guess bothered me at the end, and maybe because I, can I show, like some things felt pretty final, like we're closing up our tab at Josie's. I'm like,
0: yeah, well, I think why, why I think are you doing it? Is-
1: like, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I want to know more like it didn't like affect show I'm like why where's season 3 now like why yeah why can I not see why why are they closing on Josies like what's going to happen to these people
0: Yeah I think I think this is a good uh, chance I was kind of waiting for the end um I think let's kind of like bring up our our biggest gripes with the show cuz we've basically been praising it for a while now Yeah. and it it, it is really great but there were some things that kind of bugged me so I wanted to I kind of wanted to more know how you felt about them so uh, the first one was I thought Karen Page's connection with uh, Frank Castle at the very beginning was pretty weak. Um, like her main, her main motivation to kind of search down Frank Castle and get into the – getting to the thick of it and understand what's going on with him uh, basically was just she wanted justice for him is what it seemed like. And it, it didn't really seem like it made sense for her to hunt down all of this uh, – uh stuff to help him like later on as she got to know him a little bit more uh and learn more about the intensity of what happened to his family it made more sense for her to want to help uh but they kept alluding to how she shot and killed wesley in season one but i kind of thought that that might come up a little bit more directly at some point in the season and i thought maybe she would be like oh i killed somebody before frank Mm -hmm. has killed somebody before i was expecting that connection to get a little stronger and it never really did. So I kind of just had to get over the fact of just like, oh, Karen needs something to do this season, and it's going to be helping out Frank. So they, I, I thought it could have done a little bit more eloquently at the See, very I, beginning.
1: I, I, I didn't think that hard about it, because to me, Karen is she searches for trouble is what it seems like kind of Uh like the way she did in the first season like she could have kept her mouth shut but when she sees something like she just digs into it and honestly if i thought anyone was gonna die this season it was gonna be her (laughs) (laughs) to be honest at the beginning um she didn't she made it through surprisingly enough but i mean i can see how she could be she's the instigator of a lot of problems and again in the middle of all the shitstorm which i found way too convenient for her so yes i I agree to to an extent but maybe on the other side than you do
0: I do have to say, though, it was very organic for her to join the newspaper. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like that's really where she's supposed to be because it never really made sense for for her to be working in the law office exactly because, you know, her job description was kind of just assistant and she very much wanted to be like a lawyer and helping people. And I felt like maybe her like jurisdiction was kind of overreaching. Like, okay, like I don't think she would necessarily be in this meeting. I don't think she would necessarily be, be doing exactly what Matt and Foggy are doing right now but when she got into the paper it felt totally organic that's exactly what her character should be doing she's trying to hunt down the truth and she went in there really really well because she took over ben's old office she was really attached to ben i thought that was really sentimental and sweet you know and um i don't remember the guy's name who ran the paper um but i liked his character because he was kind of making wanted to make up for his past mistakes with ben and he thought uh bringing in karen was a good idea so i thought that went really really well so it was kind of like something that i didn't like so much really led into something that i did enjoy
1: yeah totally i agree that the newspaper and that guy i believe his name's uh, i think is it stan gibson maybe or
0: oh i don't know i don't even remember <laughs>
1: uh yeah either way no i think stan was the the uh police guy whoever whoever runs the newspaper was really awesome that was a good that, you're right it's very organic felt natural yeah uh, and but i i think yes so go on i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt go ahead
0: so and and then i want to say there was three things i was going to point out but i can only think of one other right now so i guess the other one that wasn't that big of a deal and i got i got over it just while talking about the show but i so i really really liked how um Big adversaries. The hand was when they first popped up. I believe they first popped up when they were looking over that big old hole, and some shurikens start flying out, and then they're really getting their ass kicked by these just a couple of hand ninjas because these hand ninjas have been training their whole lives to fight. They can silence their heartbeats. Like basically, um, Daredevil can't even see them. He has to track the movement of their weapons, and they they barely make it out of there. Basically, Stick has to show up and save them, and then they're chasing them down in that in that really old like jalopy car. Which Which was kind of cool because I like the feel of that car. Um, And so, like, I felt like, man, these hand ninjas, they are no fucking joke. They can they can kick ass, they are deadly, they are out to kill, and they hide in the shadows, and we don't know anything about them. And then as the show progressed on, the hand ninjas seemed to get a little less deadly. I felt like they could take them out and dispatch them a lot easier and a lot quicker. And I guess you could say, like, oh, they learned how they fight, and, you know, they, Daredevil and Electra got a little bit more in sync. But at times it felt like they were just, like, throwing waves and ninjas at them, just to like give them something to do until they moved on to the next scene. So I was kind of hoping maybe like the the deadliness would have ramped up like, I don't, maybe this is too cliche, but maybe like get a big bulking ninja with a big old like club or something. That's just like eight foot tall, you know, like build up to like a boss fight ninja almost I was thinking. So I was hoping for something like well, that.
1: They kind of did with Nobu again.
0: Yeah, they did. But we had seen Nobu already. And then plus without his like a uh, mask on or anything. He didn't look nearly uh, as
1: intimidating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I was hoping for a little bit more ramp up with the ninja. And I guess this kind of goes into my third thing. Is I, I know they're world-building right now, and they're definitely building up to a bigger, bigger threat for the Defenders, but it, it, it did felt like we kind of got more of a build-up without a payoff again, kind of what happened in Season 1. Like in Season 1, it did kind of felt just like a tidbit, you know, like, oh, you can kind of see Stick talking to the leader of the, ch- of the chase there, Stone. You think it's Stone, you assume it's Stone. And we're like, ooh, we're going to get a little bit of that in season two. Like, that's going to be great. You know, we didn't really get to see Stone. We got this buildup that kind of led to the resolution was basically just throwing Nobu off the roof. And then we just assumed that the, the ninjas were going to go away and they weren't going to be a threat to the city anymore. So I was kind of hoping for a more resolution there. Like, you know, something a little bit more concrete. Um, and the only thing that we got was Stick killing Nobu. You know, Daredevil didn't see Nobu get killed by Stick, so we don't really know. <laughs> so, so that was one thing. I was just hoping for a little bit of a tighter resolution there with that storyline. I know it's going to continue on in the Defenders, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. But I was hoping for a little, little more finalized the, there.
1: But. It's a real like this show. I, I imagine a string, and at the end, a couple things were not tied up neatly, and I, I guess that would be mm-hmm. one of them. The other thing, I, I probably my biggest complaint is uh, Claire Temple, played by Rosario Dawson. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, she quit her job, but that was it That's the last we saw of her Like, where did she go, what did she do now How is she going to help these people going forward Um, Mm You kind of see her life kind of devolve As she gets caught up in all these superheroes And so on and so forth And um, I I, I think there's just some people Who just didn't, like, the Punisher Didn't get a good, like, the ending was really hard To nail down uh, for a lot of Mm -hmm. these people Like, yeah, we saw some Very life-changing moments But there wasn't like a okay, and then this is what they're doing in credits. But, yeah, but I, 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 you know- I, again, on the whole, this was a much tighter show than the first season. And I think a lot of those things will be answered because they, they tend to answer, the whatever happened in the previous season as we've now seen after one extra season
0: <laughs> yeah but i mean those are just some of the little things that they didn't really drag on me too much but overall i thought the season was great just as good as the first one if not even a little bit better at points sometimes like maybe slightly a little bit lower but overall this was just great another great outing for daredevil another great success for netflix um oh <laughs> uh, i i we're we're recording two spoiler casts today we're, we're recording daredevil and batman superman and i definitely wanted to talk about daredevil first just because i i enjoyed it so much and i just want to i wanted to start the i wanted to start the day off well if that's any hint of what we're going to be talking about next oh uh, you
1: shouldn't say anything shouldn't say anything <laughs> but uh either way yeah i think on the whole we we give our approval to daredevil if you guys want to talk over anything spoilers secrets questions Reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, We're available. Uh, I think uh, one thing at the end I really enjoyed, uh, Frank grabbed a CD called Micro. And Uh in the comic books, his helper who helps him build all the weapons is Microchip. And I think this might be an illusion that the CD has blueprints and ways to build weapons that he needs. Or maybe Mm. secret bases he could use, like his general had in in his, like, garage. Uh, Mm. So I'm I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, I want to see all the characters come back. It's going to be, I think, seeing... uh, I, um, electric come back as a being revived back to to life will be interesting, and I want to see. I want to see. I want to know. I want confirmation. Where's Daredevil season three? When is it going to come out? Because we know we, we need to get it, and how will it
0: tie into the Defenders? So exactly, exactly. So uh, Chris, you know, if people wanted to follow you. Uh, You you write reviews on this stuff early. If they want to get to your thoughts sooner, where can they find that stuff?
1: Yes, uh, you can find me at Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, but I write all my stuff on ComicUI.com. You can find us on Facebook or just go to ComicUI.com. That's where I post this stuff. I don't have a Daredevil review yet, but I'm hoping to have one by Monday or Tuesday because it's hard to compact 13 episodes into something very coherent as you can tell uh-huh. for exactly. us exactly well, what about you mike in case you uh decide to draw some daredevil artwork or anything like that where can they find that at
0: well they can follow me at Mike Royer design on twitter and instagram and as always you can read my web comics at pickle comics.com but what i think i want everybody else to know <clears throat> is that please as always you can visit superhero slate.com that is the best place to find all <clears throat> the avenues we're at on the show sorry i got a cough <clears throat> Oh, way to ruin the closing. Way to oh, ruin Oh, man. It. I was trying to tie it up all nicely. But basically what I'm trying to say is we're on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr, email, Facebook, Twitter. We're all over the place. There's no way that you can't connect to our show. And if you want to catch other recordings of me coughing, I was also sick a couple weeks ago on some other episodes. <laughs> so I'm slowly getting better. But basically that's where you can uh, uh, find all of our show. If you're a fan of the show, head on over to the iTunes and leave us a review. Help us pop over pop up in some fresh eyes and if you're a super fan of the show share it with a friend share the love and we got another spoiler cast to record it's a busy day let's get into it yes we'll see you guys later all right bye everybody bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe